Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future Part 2. One letter-giving minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. I'm Scott Corelli, and joining us again for the minute he asked for. Yo. <laughs> Michael Gorman, welcome back. Hey guys, good to be back. Happy to have you back. And uh, today on this Thursday, we are going back to minute 99, which begins with uh, Marty realizing definitively that he truly is alone and <laughs> and ends with uh, Marty being presented with uh, uh, a ledger by uh, a mysterious stranger that kind of resembles um, a homeboy from Wet Hot American Summer. And uh, Law and Order, whose name I can't really think of right now. Um, Michael Showalter? No, uh, uh, Gene. Gene from Wet Hot American Summer. Wait, you think he looks like... Real? Wait, really? Kind of, in the eyes. Oh, man, I don't see it at all. That, also, guy's, like, that guy's like a hunk. Yeah, he's, he's a, a hunky he, guy. He also kind of... A little bit... He, uh, I also think he kind of looks like Ted Raimi a little bit. That's more accurate. Okay. But Ted Raimi doesn't look anything like Gene from uh, hey, well, I think from I'll Wet Hot American Summer. What, what is that guy's name? I, I forget his name. It. I don't What's remember that? who you're talking about. Uh, he's in um, Law and Order. He was in... Um, oh, uh, Chris Maloney. Yeah, yeah Chris Maloney. Yeah. yeah. The man, man of Steel's Chris Maloney. Yeah, right, Man of Steel's Chris Maloney. <laughs> this is an honorable yeah. death. I can yeah. see that a little bit. They look like, you know, they could be cousins or something, but... Oh, interesting. Okay, it's kind of like kind of like um, Jeff Bridges and Bo Bridges or Ron Howard. Yeah, so so uh, Joe, Joe Flaherty, uh, who plays this uh, mysterious stranger, is uh, is from uh, SCTV, the uh, Canadian sketch comedy show, mm-hmm. um, and he was on that from seventy six to eighty four. Uh, so he had a he had a long stretch on that. Yeah, that's longer um, than I thought that that show was even on. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he himself uh, is also from – he played Harold Weir on Freaks and Geeks, the uh, the angry father. Right. Uh, on Freaks yeah. and Geeks. The Atari what? Is, a what are you? Yeah. A what are you? Yeah. Which is, uh, <laughs> which, is pretty, which is pretty fun. And he's also, he's also the guy in uh, Happy Gilmore, the, uh, the shouting fan that would be like, you jackass. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so this so 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 this man has one of my favorite kind of filmographies where like this guy can totally go to a go to a Barnes and Noble can totally go to a Home Depot and not get harassed but he's he's been in some of the most iconic like beloved things in like yeah fandom yeah yeah so I have a and question he's apparently he has uh he has actually played the Western Union man. Oh, I guess it's a spoiler for tomorrow's minute. He has he has played this mysterious stranger uh, in uh, in in twice, two other times. He played him in something 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 Dark Side, the uh, oh, Family fun. Guy Star Wars thing, and he played him in an episode of The Big Bang Theory. Oh, oh that's that's less fun. But uh, second uh, second Seth MacFarlane occurrence this week. Oh, yeah. it's weird. Um, so it's I like it's it's like he likes uh, it's like he likes Back to the Future or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um or anything that happened before 1991. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, never mind. I'm not gonna. Uh, so uh, 
Uh, I, I, I have a question and this might expose my ignorance of these movies that I'm hosting a podcast about, but it, it's just if I'm right, then this is a cool thing. Is this character mm-hmm. the first new character in Back to the Future 2? Huh. The first new addition to the cast. Hmm. Well, you've got, if you're going to count them, you've got Griff's new gang. Right. Okay, cool. But I don't know that you would. Well, I mean, yeah. they're, they're in it about as long as this guy is. Yeah. They, 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 they don't have as much dialogue, though. This guy has yeah. a lot of dialogue. Charles Fleischer, too, the, um, the, the guy in the future who tells oh, him that. Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Roger Rabbit. Yeah. yeah. And, and who also tells Biff about the manure in his truck. Yeah. Same guy. Okay. Um, and, and also the, uh, I think he stole his wallet guy. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. I can't forget that guy. Yeah. And, and Elijah, guess, Elijah Wood in the, uh, in the eighties cafe. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. If you got, if, you, if you're going to count this guy, I mean, I think he, he talks the most. So, I mean, yeah. there's an argument that could be made, yep. but we don't know his name. Yeah. Well, also Marty's kids. Uh, uh, but they're played by Marty. Okay. Right. So it's like, it's almost like they are new characters, but they're, they're, yeah. all, they're also Michael yeah. J. Fox. So well, it's right. like, well, I, I guess the reason I bring it up and, and maybe this speaks to this actor positively, but he brings such a kind of weird disorienting energy. That's so clearly like different. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he's he's just I don't know like he comes in and like he he really adds to the disorientation that I bet the audience was feeling like you know like what like what's going on right who's this guy who's this guy well yeah the, the, the shot this? of the the car pulls up and what he takes a long beat before it, getting out it looks like Rorschach in there like Dark yeah. Man <laughs> yeah yeah it, it looks, looks like, like it looks like something out of uh, Hitchcock or something yeah. Mm-hmm. Like some paranoid, that. some paranoid moment. Like it looks yeah. like it looks like something that uh, it looks like something uh, like a character would see if they thought somebody was like following them or something. Yeah, you know? right. like that audiences were kind of like, oh my god, is Marty about to get like drafted into like the Men in Black? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then the uh, what what I like from it though, as like the interior <clears throat> of the car is like if you are with him. He's sitting in the car because he's just like, holy shit, there's a guy here. There is yeah. a guy there. Oh my gosh. I mean, there's no way this could be like the guy, a right? Tiny right? little Canadian out there in the rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I like it because it works. Like the, the, the drama works. The only mm-hmm. thing that doesn't work is when he says, I've got something for you. Yeah. <laughs> he says it very... <laughs> Very aggressively. Well, yeah, he did. It. As you find out, he did lose a bet. Yeah. You know, that's so true. He, he's probably pretty pissed about losing the bet. Yeah. And he's and out that's in the why rain. he presents it that way. He's in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the night and it's raining. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love, there's, some, there's almost something kind of, it, it, it almost reminds me of Lost. The way he's like, are you Marty? Is your name Marty McFly? Like, <laughs> we have to go back. We have to go yeah. back, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so Mike, uh, this is, this is the moment that you requested. So, so here's my, this is why I love this moment. 
and okay. and we can get into it a little more maybe in the next minute. But this letter, in my opinion, kicks off the coolest time travel stuff about this entire series of movies. Okay, explain. Far cooler to me than like going into the future or like going to the past because it's we mentioned in I think the last minute um, or maybe even the one before Doc is like long dead. Yeah. You know, he's he's been transported to 1885 um, and this letter kicks off this amazingly cool thing where it takes them on this you know, thing into the mind to find the car so that he can get back. And it just like, I, again, I remember seeing this as a kid and being like, Oh shit. Yeah. That's, Oh yeah. Like he could do that. He had all that time, all those years to, to, um, to put the car back so that, and, and whatever, fix it up so that Marty could find it and then get back to 1985. And I just thought that was like, that blew my mind when I saw it. Again, I saw it when I was like 10 or 11 years old. But like still, to this day, I still think it's some of the coolest thing in the series. Yeah, it just it, it it's one thing to go like back and forth, which is cool. But the the kind of uh, like over and up and around and further up and further in uh-huh. that we're about to get into. It's really ambitious and really cool. Yeah. And yeah. And, and like for a. For a kind of a, a a big kind of broad family friendly blockbuster like this movie, it it it, it really is almost it, it it's kind of the hardest sci fi that things get. Yeah, I yeah. think I think you're a hundred percent right, Mike. And I've never really thought about it before, but I feel like this moment is the moment where every other time travel movie or TV show or anything. This is the moment where that inspired so many moments in other time travel related things. Yeah, I would think so because it's just so intricate. And so I remember when I saw it as a kid, I was almost like intrigued and also like a little bit scared. Yeah. Just because it's so it's it's so all around and all over. And um, it's uncharted waters. Exactly. Exactly. And I just always, I've always found it so incredibly fascinating. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny because what, what has basically happened and I know, I know Mike, you, uh, you're, you're watching in order, so you haven't gotten to this yet, but, um, Nick, I mean, it's, it's what's basically happened is that doc has been touched by an angel and has lived to death. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It it it, it it's very it's very what happens to uh, I mean spoilers, but it, it's very reminiscent of what happens to certain companions in Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Well, and not not just companions, but just characters. Oh, there, that's there true. Was just, yeah, just characters. This is this yeah. is how the angels in Doctor Who. This is how they kill people. They they just zap them back in time, and then they live to death in the past. Right. Yeah. That's how they got um, Sally and, Sparrow. Right. And that's that's what's happened to, to Doc here. And yeah. I can't help but think that, you know, when Moffat created the angels in Doctor Who, this is what he got it from. Yeah. Or something that stemmed from this. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> also, um, the speaking of um, and not to go too far into tomorrow, but uh, I, I really I personally think that uh, the letter that Marty is about to read is kind of one of the more um, kind of emotional moments of well of we actually we don't yeah. get to the letter this week oh okay cool well yeah, yeah. i mean I, right. I, it'll be monday yeah i i think that's a really 
cool moment of like their friendship and kind of speaks to the the amount of trust that Doc has for Marty. Because, you know, we get plenty of examples of the, the faith that Marty puts in Doc, but to see the, 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 the tables reverse is really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I just, I also, I just really love one. I love when Marty hears the car coming, the dramatic spin that he does. Yeah. Yeah. It is, uh, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. I mean, it's just like bigger, yeah, bigger, Michael, bigger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I love speaking of big, I, I love the, the, him talking to himself. Like he's gone. Yeah. yeah. Doc is gone. Yeah, he says the doc. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't say he doesn't refer to him as doc. He calls him the doc. Which is uh weird kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you 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 know him. Yeah. Like, what are you why are you what? It's it's a little strange. Um it would be, it would be weird if he was like, "Am it?" Well, yeah. well, doc. I mean, you just call him he just calls him doc all the time. He's never called him the doc. Yeah. But he's by himself now. Maybe maybe in his own head. He's like, oh, the doc. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Damn it. I also love, I love, I love Marty's reaction to the guy being like, is your name Marty McFly? And he's like, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he basically <laughs> answers, says, yeah, as if it's a question. <laughs> yeah, right. Because he's just like, how... No yeah. one knows my name yeah. in 1955. Like again, what? and again, something I was like, I was, you know, as you get into, as this guy explains more and more, I was just like so floored by it and so fascinated by it as a kid. Like, yeah, how does he know right. what Marty's name is? How can he possibly know? Yeah, he's like a he's like a time travel like men, the, yeah. the time traveling version of the man in men in black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and and also a really great line is the before that when he's like Marty McFly and he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, just utter, utter, utter befuddlement. Yeah, uh, yeah, befuddlement. Oh, it's so good though. Yeah, so, it's great. So I have a question. So, mm-hmm. so, so this is a really cool moment in like big summer movies and kind of a seminal moment in a lot of people's childhoods when they first saw it. When was the last time we were like collectively really emotionally like or like, you know, floored or stunned or knocked off our shoes for like a movie cliffhanger? Ooh, a cliffhanger? Yeah. Or just kind of like a left turn because it happens all the time in TV with the Game of Thrones. And, sure. And, you know, Breaking Bad and what I, have you. I don't know about a cliffhanger. I, I can I can tell you the last time I was legitimately like knocked on my ass by watching from watching a movie. And that mm-hmm. was the second that the, that the elevator doors open in cabin in the woods. That was the last time I was watching a movie and was just like, Holy shit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then was just like giddy for like 25 minutes. But sure. uh, that was the last time. Cause you know, I didn't watch any trailers or anything for that movie. So I went in completely blind. I had no idea what it was about. Right. Um, and so that one really knocked me on my ass. I think that's the last time I can say that a movie legitimately knocked me on my ass. Like I can't remember. I can't think of another movie that's done that since I, then. I, I remember the end of uh, 
the end of Batman Begins just being so floored by that movie and how like realistic it was. And Mm -hmm. then kind of like not expecting anything when the he's talking to Gordon at the very end. And then when he flips over the evidence bag with the Joker card in it, you're like, yeah, yeah, not necessarily a cliffhanger, more like just like a setup. But still, I was like, I was so wrapped up in thinking about how amazing the movie that I had just seen was. Mm-hmm. that it just like it it still just kind of came out of left field yeah. and I'll never and forget the audience stuff. the way the audience reacted just the reveal of the joker card was yeah. just like it was it was pure anticipation yeah of like oh these guys that we just were handed our asses to are uh-huh. gonna tackle are gonna tackle the joker yeah right yeah um and then you just sat there waiting for like three years oh yeah, or whatever it was <laughs> and it was like who's gonna play him mm-hmm uh, yeah. oh, Heath man. Ledger, burn it all down. <laughs> what? The guy from Knight's Tale. The <laughs> things I hate about you. What? So one thing, um, I, I know these movies aren't remembered too fondly, and with good reason. I mean, they're they're not perfect, but I I remember um, being very, <clears throat> very um, uh, excited and like kind of giddy at um at the end of Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest when um because like when Jack Sparrow dies and you're like okay well they're gonna bring him back in in the third one because it's Jack Sparrow but then when it's revealed that like Jeffrey Rush's character is alive again oh mm-hmm. that was pretty good yeah because yeah. like there was no because you, you you were like oh well, he's he's dead you know kind of going back to like when you're not looking Scott and I were talking a couple days ago about uh you know, it, it's almost better when you're not looking for a twist, you know, yes. and, and the and the filmmakers are kind of like, no, no, you're fine. Like, no, Ben Kingsley is the Mandarin and there's no he's not, you know, mm-hmm. it, it kind of makes that all the more fun when you are surprised and you're like, what? And it ends. Yeah, especially because we live in a culture where we we're, we're always anticipating a twist now. Uh-huh. Um, so it's it is way harder for filmmakers, I think, to pull one off. Yeah, yeah I've I've. I've uh, I've definitely had like a like a like an oh shit moment in a in video games that happens because sure. somehow video games do a really good job of hiding spoilers like no one's looking for video game spoilers mm-hmm. right you have to which look. I which I think is interesting it's like it's kind of the only medium where that happens yeah yeah no one's looking for video game That's spoilers a good point. so but when a video game comes out like I'm not sure that anyone knew that Uncharted four had you know drake's brother in it Mm -hmm. um and 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 so like it was just like oh like i'm playing this game and i'm like oh this is what this game is about like you don't even know Mm -hmm. or or like you're playing um bioshock infinite yeah you know and like i loved that game and i was like okay cool so like the guy who made the first game is now making this game and it's kind of got a lot of similar themes but it's totally different okay i accept this exactly what it is it was an underwater one in the first one with Rapture. Mm. This is now Columbia. It's in the sky. I see what you're doing. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. And then you get to the end and you end up back in Rapture. Oh. And it's like, what? Like, I just remember that blew my mind where I was like, I didn't even think this had anything to do with the first Bioshock, mm-hmm. really. Uh, and so I like that was a really like mm-hmm. awesome moment where you just like turn a corner and you're like, oh, my God, I'm in Rapture again. What if, if we are talking about video games? A moment that I had for me was um, I I was a freshman in college and uh, we we rented 
or maybe we bought, but anyway, we got Portal 2. And me oh, and so my, great. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And me and my two friends beat it in one day. Yeah. We just didn't that's, stop. That's the only way to play that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And uh, <laughs> and so so we're in the final boss level and we're fighting Wheatley. And then my friend sitting next to me, Little John, that was his nickname because he was like, like six, seven. Um, and he just and I wasn't even looking at him. I was focused on the game and I just hear him go white surface. I was like, what? And he points at the screen. He goes, white surface. And I, and I look up at the at the moon and I'm like that can't be what you're supposed to and then it is and it was like the most fist pumping moment ever because i think the cool thing about video games is it it does become a subjective you know like you are that character right and and so like the catharsis and the twists and turns are like almost doubled than that there are in even the best movies yeah totally um all right. Well, that went into a weird tangent, but a good one. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I like that. Uh, we have anything else for this minute? No, no I don't think so. You guys are good. I'm good. Uh, well, yeah. Well, if you want to go to our website, duelinggenre.com, you're always free to do that. What have, you, what have been your favorite twists and emotional reveals and, and stuff? Uh, contact us at contact at backtothefutureminute.com. Uh, we're doing our No Roads edition, so we need you guys' feedback and comments and thought thinking. Well, we need we need emails for the credits. And for the, for the credits, credits, yeah. We're about to we're heading into the you know the long dark night of the soul where we uh, you know just have credits and stuff. So we need you guys' emails. What have you always wanted us to talk about or questions you have for us? Maybe it just is like Scott and Nick. What do you want us? What do you know? What do you want to know about us? Uh, tweet us at BTTF Minute. We love our Twitter community. We love our, our followers. We're starting. We have a really good just little community of, you know, no assholes, as Marty would say. Um, <laughs> and we like that. Uh, you can tumble us at BTTFMinute.tumblr.com. Uh, like us on Facebook. Leave a review on iTunes. And be sure to check out our other podcast, Geek by Night, which is our audio show, which Scott and I are so proud of. And we, we it's getting better and better. And we're so proud of it. Uh, the doctor's companion and, uh, and, and mike mike played a dumb cop on it once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, i did i did yeah yeah we need to get in, you back uh, i think that was episode five six six i think it was episode six yeah now we need to we need we need you to come back as that cop in another in another universe <laughs> done uh done. <laughs> And uh, you can go to duelinggenre.com slash support to figure out how to help us out if you are so inclined. And if you are not inclined, that's more than okay. And just, you know, spread the word. If you uh, know anyone that has a podcast or, or a blog or any kind of website, tell us about it. They're, you know, tell them about us. And yeah. uh, special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper1 to the 8 to the 2. And we'll see you guys on Friday. Bye. Bye. Bye.